welcome to DC Movies Podcast, episode 7, and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2016. We also have some new people with us today. Uh, I am Rose Moore. I'm going to be hosting, as our lovely Chris Duker is not with us today. As you all know from our last episode, Greg has sadly left us for now, but he is being replaced by the absolutely awesome Tony Kim, who has been on before and is here today. Say hi, Tony. Greetings, Earthlings. Excellent. And we also have a uh, fabulous, fabulous guest host, who is the wonderful Andy Babacht. What's up? I don't know if I'm fabulous, but I'm, 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 I guess I'm decent. I think you're pretty fabulous. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about Dawn of the Justice League, which was a DC special that the guys put out this week for us on the CW, I believe is where it aired. Um along with, obviously, The Flash and Arrow returning to us in the first episode of Legends. So it was an awesome week, and the DC, the Dawn of the Justice League, gave us all kinds of little bits about the characters in the Justice League that we're going to see on the DCEU, and also uh, the first show of the Suicide Squad trailer, which was amazing. So we're going to get to all of that, but first we're going to talk about some of the news that's been happening in the last month. First up, uh, Amber Heard has been rumored to be cast as Mira in Justice League and Aquaman. That's obviously Aquaman's wifey. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that um, Amber Heard has always been like a really interesting actress because uh, she's, she's talented and, you know, she's beautiful. Um, but she's not ever been able to kind of find that role to kind of latch onto that really helps define her career. And so, um, uh, while I feel like she looks the part, you know, she's to me, personally, I think she's a little bit of a, I don't know, she's kind of a flat actress to me. Like, I, I feel like that it's it's hard to like get a lot of charisma from her. And so, like when I look at her, when I kind of see her on a movie still, she seems like she would be like super interesting. But when I see her and see her performances, I'm, I'm not like super impressed. And so. So, you know, I was a little bit on the skeptical side. Um, I don't know. Andy, what do you think? I'm, I've never seen her or anything, so there, I, I can't really sp- speak much about her acting abilities. And, you know, she, <clears throat> you know, yes, I know she's a blonde. So I know, it, of course, everyone in internet decides to freak out because, like, oh, my God, Mary's supposed to be a redhead. And she's not, but I don't know, I've heard this. I've heard a rumor that there's this thing that you can use where you can dye your hair. But, oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. like, it's, it's, it's like this new fascinating thing. Like, it's never been Crazy seen before. Crazy new technology. Right? Uh, but, I don't know, it's... This could be a type of role where she actually might break out. Like, maybe this is the one... Because there's been tons of people where it's like, oh, they're just kind of like background people and and so on. But sometimes, you, once you find the right role and maybe have you know, the right co-star or whatever because she will be starring about, you know, next to Jason Momoa as well as you know with other Justice League members maybe this will be kind of like where she really forgets to show maybe it's you know been the direction she gets in other films or in scripts that she's done or whatever but but also let's remember she's also in, she's only in negotiations so who knows she may not end up being the one I know Rose when I spoke to you uh, over social media a few day, weeks ago and so on, you were kind of bummed out that because there had been some rumors that they were going for they were going to uh, cast someone of color 
for Mira. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because although obviously we know that Mira in the the comic books is, you know, milk white with red hair, um, you know, in the comic books, Arthur Curry is also white and blonde, which Jason Momoa is demonstrably not. Um, And I was really excited to see Jason Momoa cast because I love the idea of getting a Pacific Islander feel to Atlantis. I think that suits it really well. It adds some more diversity. And it just, I like that idea. I think it's a great water-based city that fits a water-based culture. I think that's amazing. And there were rumors that they were looking for another Pacific Islander to play Mira. And I thought that was going to be fantastic. And I was a little disappointed to see that they decided to go more canon with that because I would much rather see a far more Islander feel like Pacific Islander person of color feel for Atlantis in general. And I'm hoping that we don't end up with a white Atlantis and then Momoa kind of like ruling it, but not looking like any of his subjects. That would be a little off to me, but we will wait and see. I haven't seen much of her acting. So I don't know. She She could pull it off. She kind of gives off a, a Kristen Stewart vibe from Twilight. You know, she kind of has like this. There's a, there's a distance or a disconnect a little bit, and um, I, I'm hope she's just not very warm. Uh, not that Mira necessarily has to be warm, but um, it, you know, she it seems a little aloof um, in her performances. But again, you know, maybe in the right setting and the right casting, she, that it'll be different this time. Yeah, so we're going to wait and see on that. And obviously that is just a rumor right now. Next up on our news is that Warner Brothers have officially revealed their release dates for Wonder Woman, which is going to be on June 23rd, 2017, and for Justice League Part 1, which is going to be November 17th, 2017. So we have uh, June and November plans next year, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, a kind of, it's kind of like getting, you know... A cap, you know, a big Captain America movie and an Avengers movie in the same year, and so on. That's kind of epic. It's, it it feels like to me for 2017 in terms of because this is Wonder Woman we're talking about. Then we're getting Justice League. It's like like normally with the Marvel movies, I'm used to getting like one giant big Marvel movie. It's kind of like you know, um, Age of Ultron. Then you get Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. big oh, and the small. Exactly. <laughs> Wow, that's fun. <laughs> um, and right? but in this case, it's like we're getting two big giant monster movies which you know we want to just so I'm, I'm yeah i'm glad that they finally confirmed and so on. I, I don't get why they were being so hum hum on when they would come out but uh but yeah finally it's out well bravo for somebody finally putting dates to a heroine solo film i mean i know that they have plans for captain marvel and all that i don't know if they've announced a date for that yet but it's just they change it because I, of the Ant-Man sequel. Yeah, yeah, they they push things back, but I'm like, finally, someone is putting some not only dates, but we've got finally seeing our first images of it, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, yeah, it's about time. So, I mean, I'm more excited yes. for that than just than Justice League Part One. To be honest with you, so. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Tony. I'm so excited to see that we're finally getting our first sort of in the in the modern superhero movie age, our first female fronted movie. It's got a date. I get to put that on my calendar and be excited about it. I'm also yeah. really excited to see Justice League coming out in November because I really enjoy the way that movies are now starting to spread out across the year and we're not just getting stuck with everything in the summer and then nothing to do for the other six months. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I like it when people take big movies and are willing to put them in not in the traditional blockbuster slot. 
Exactly, yeah. because in November we will, you know we get Justice League, then the following month we get Star Wars Episode Eight, and you know it's it's like I like it when it's when it's <clears> spread out. I don't like where it's when it's like three superhero movies in one month. I'm like that's exhausting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up in news, we have some more casting. Connie Nielsen will be playing Hippolyta in the Wonder Woman movie. Speaking of Wonder Woman, so how do we feel about this casting? She's great. Yeah, I think she's great. I think that's a fantastic choice. Um, I always get. Um, uh, uh, Connie Nielsen mixed up with, um, uh, you know, from a uh, Game of Thrones, you know, um, Gwendolyn Christie. No, no, no. Um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I just blanked. Um, it'll come to me. Anyway, uh, I, I I love her. I think she's a, a great casting choice, and um, I think she she brings a certain like uh, regalness and uh, a strength to that role, which is you're gonna, definitely going to need. So. Fantastic choice. I I loved her on the following. Like I didn't finish se- watching that season, but I remember in season two, she, I mean, spoiler, <laughs> she plays like you know she was playing a victim, but then she was revealed as the big bad, and she was kind of like she's ruthless and kind of intimidating in many ways. So uh, so yeah, and, you know, but she you know but she seems like a very warm person either way. So I'm looking forward to seeing her. I'm just glad I finally got. Hippolyta cast is on because there was so much back and forth because first there was talks about Nicole Kidman being her which I think would have been awesome then there was Robin Wright who had been officially cast for Wonder Woman and then but now no she's still not cast and I was still hoping that maybe Linda Carter like for me it makes it would have made more sense <clears throat> that Linda Carter you know the first Wonder Woman had been playing this type of role and so on and but you know but and it's nothing against Connie Nielsen so I just feel like you know we should honor Linda Carter in some way and have her in, have her be in the film in some capacity because she we haven't had any other Wonder Woman since the the Wonder Woman TV show all those years ago. Lena Headey, Lena Headey, <laughs> Cersei from uh, Game of Thrones. That's who I think feel like Lena Headey and uh, uh, Connie Nielsen. I kind of they kind of interchangeable to me a little bit. But, I can um, see that. I can see that. They're very, very similar looking, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Connie Nielsen. I was um, really excited with the rumors of Nicole Kidman because I, I adore her. Um, <clears throat> but I'm just, this is not a, a character or a role that I'm really deeply invested in yet. So I'm happy to see how that plays out. Next up, uh, Stephen Price has been confirmed to be composing the score for Suicide Squad. Now, the Suicide Squad music thus far has obviously been pretty epic, and we're going to talk about that later. Um, and Stephen Price, for anyone who's unaware, he did some scoring for uh, Lord of the Rings, for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and for one of the Batman movies. So he's got some epic stuff, and I think this is going to be incredible. Andy, how do you feel about this news? Well, I'm glad it has a composer. I... I actually didn't know that he had done the Lord of the Rings film, so like after this, I'm probably gonna go back and use, listen to some of it because I'm like, it gets I I I, I love that music, but I just didn't know that it was him. So, uh, but it also makes it because you know he did he did he also do the Hobbit movies or was it just I am not sure. Let me have a little look. But uh, but Tony, what do you think? Like, are you are you familiar? Uh, with him? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a super fan of his. Uh, he did Gravity, which I thought was really good, um, but I think it's a fine choice. I mean, it's. It's, I'm not going. I'm not doing backflips over it. But um, why not? Yeah. Why not you doing backflips <laughs> over music? Music is awesome. No, no, I totally agree. I think, in fact, I, um, I <clears throat> honestly, I think there's a little uh, Jedi mind trick that's happening with the Suicide Squad trailer because the 
the music has been so epic with it, with with both of the trailers, especially the last one with the Bohemian Rhapsody, that I think music is really influencing people's opinion about the how great that film is going to be. Uh, I do think it's going to be really interesting and really um, it, it could has potential to be really great. But I do think the emotion of the music is really um, swaying the opinion about the film. So it's hard to be a, it's hard to be objective about it because the music's so great. So I totally agree that the um, music has a huge part in it. But I just think for him, he's what he's the films he's done in the past have been have been fine, have been good. So with David Ayer, so maybe that's why he recruited him <clears> because he worked. Yeah. Uh, so Stephen Price didn't do The Hobbit. Uh, he did do The Lord of the Rings, but not The Hobbit. He's also an Oscar winner. So I mean, he's won an Academy Award for his for his work on films and music before. Like I think this is a pretty solid choice. Uh, but obviously, we're going to talk more about the Bohemian Rhapsody choice when we get down to talking about the Suicide Squad trailer, because I think I've got a lot to say on that. <laughs> uh, and the last little bit of news that we've got is that Warner Brothers created a DC Films Facebook page. So this is a Facebook page created specifically for the DC movies. It's separate from the DC comic books, but it is a verified Facebook page, which is really interesting because it means they're doing something a little different. Uh, Andy, how do you feel about the Facebook page? Yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm glad that they are you know, doing some social media, finally, that they're starting to get all these accounts together. Um, but what I wonder what this could mean and what, what kind of this symbolizes from Warner Bros. point of view, you said, because... We know it's Warner Bros. The DC films of Warner Bros. is not in the same kind of makings that the, the, the deal between Disney and Marvel is. Uh, but I'm wondering if this is kind of really showing that they're really creating a true division for DC films and doing something together with DC Entertainment. And I don't know, to the point where I'm almost wondering, you know, are they going to get a DC Studios, you know, kind of like the Marvel Studios? Because that, that gives me a, a lot of, you know, more, more hope for all of this. I've been, I've always been excited for the DC films, and but this just shows me that they're because in the past we've heard that that the top the top people at Warner Bros. are very hands on. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen for some of these films, but it kind of maybe shows that that they are willing to give each creative team, whether it's a director and a, or a writer or a producer, kind of their own. They, they get they get the rights to do what they want and so and not be too interfered by. The executives at Warner Brothers and so on, because you know they're they're executives, they're not filmmakers and so on. So you know you need to, you need to leave the creative work to the filmmakers. So hopefully, I don't know. Like, we we don't know what any of this means with these films because it just showed up. They just started using the hashtag that day before the special aired, and then the Facebook page was just there. So, but that's just my prediction. So, yeah, I I, I could be reading into this. Um, I I'm a graphics guy, so um, that the what the message that's being said and also how it's being said is important to me. And Andy, like you said, it kind of was, it was just quickly announced and the Facebook page feels like it was quickly put together. And even the graphics themselves, it's like a, it's, I mean, very simple for what, for the, for what it's representing a billion dollar, you know, industry. It, it's, it seems kind of lackluster. So this is just the beginning of it. I'm sure it'll ramp up. Um, but it does feel like, Oh, we need to have this. So let's put it together before the, Donna Justice Lee special goes out. So, um, yeah. I agree, fine. yeah. I'm with you, Tony. It feels a little bit slapdash. It feels kind of like they went, oh, crap, we need a Facebook page. But I'm sure and they had then... already planned for this whole time. It was, I think they just wanted to go it along with the with the airing of the special and so on, kind of like launch everything on that day. They probably, like, you know, 
the name was probably already taken many months ago. And like those art that we've seen so far, like you know, with the logo they have on the profile picture, it's just p- probably just placeholder. Probably going to upgrade to something more epic later. Yeah, on. it just sh- it, it just should have yeah, been they placeholder. May, but yeah. It should have been it, yeah, exactly. It should have been epic from the get go. It should have been a, a big launch. Sh- I just feel like it maybe wasn't the best thought out, but we'll see how that plays out. Anyway, so that's all of our news. That's our news roundup, and on to the big discussion, which is the dawn of the Justice League. And this was hosted by Kevin Smith, who is awesome. And I just have to say a little thing about him here because I loved watching this guy present. I love watching how excited he is as a fan and how much he just geeks out when he's presenting stuff like this. It makes me so happy. (laughs) I agree. Um, and so the first thing we talked about was Batman v Superman. We didn't see a whole lot of new uh, footage or new concept art for these two characters because obviously that they've been the focus of the Batman v Superman trailers so far. Uh, but what did you guys take from their little section in the dawn of the Justice League special? Well, they did show some new footage. Uh, it was kind of intertwined with existing existing footage. Um, I know you guys have talked about this probably since. Uh, for a, for me as a new guest, um, I, I'm very skeptical about Batman v Superman. Um, I'm a I'm a Superman guy. I'm a DC guy. I, I have been, um, you know, just a, a huge evangelist for the DC universe my whole life. But just I've been not pleased so far with what I've seen um, with the direction of the, of the film. So this was just reinforcing what was already there. So I think if you already have positive feelings about it then you're going to continue if you have negative feelings i think you probably will continue as well and so um uh the footage i we saw um was um yeah i I don't know it just to me it was just dark and dreary so it it was more of the same and uh so i i kind of went into it or left it with the same way i went into it which is just feel kind of feeling underwhelmed or skeptical so what about you, Andy? Did you feel similarly un- underwhelmed, or are you stoked about these guys? Uh, well, I'm stoked about I am very <clears throat> excited about Batman vs. Superman, and I, I, I do think that sometimes the, the criticism that it's, it's been g- getting from the trailers and, you know, photos and stuff like that is maybe a little bit too harsh, and, you know, this is a very high concept film that they're, that they're giving us. There's a lot of things you're going to do here, because they're setting up not just the world's fine and they're setting up the dawn, you know, Justice League, basically. So, um, but to me, like, I was kind of like Tony in a way that you know, there wasn't too much new things for me. It, it was great seeing Ben Affleck talk and all these other people and, and you know, probably the only time where we will ever have Wonder, where we ever had Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman on the CW for like a night. And that's probably going to be, the, like, if you think about it, it's like, this is the only time we probably will ever have some of these big characters on the CW because there's so many restrictions. And so I was like, you know, yay, now there's, you know, there's actual Superman that... It, is ensued and everything like that. Um, sorry, Tom, no offense, but uh, but uh, no, I like I said, I'm still excited for it. And uh, but there wasn't too much new about it. It was great seeing Jeff Johnson talk about it, and just you know, in general, just great. And it, we got to know a little bit more about Lex, though. I feel like that uh, how did. they're kind of doing. I got really yeah. excited about that because, uh, as I've said before on this cast, I am really into Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I think he's going to do an awesome job. I think he's the right kind of like overly intelligent, creepy person. And I'm really excited about it. And the little bits extra that we saw of him made me a very happy person. How do you feel about uh, Eisenberg as Luthor, Tony? 
Well, if I, you know, just to, since this is my first time to kind of really, um, you know, just kind of share my opinion about this movie, I just want to say, like, from the very, uh, you know, very beginning that I think this movie is going to be awful. I just think it's going to be terrible. So I just want to throw that out there that, um, that I'm, I'm coming from sort of a dark place on this. And so, um, it's, so it's not that I, it's a preference thing. Like, oh, I just don't think it's going to be, like, not my thing. I think it's going to be terrible. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, so that being said. Um, the, <laughs> so that aside. Uh, yeah, that aside. It's a small bomb. Yeah. Um, but if I, if, I, if I step away and look at this at a 30,000-foot level, like, this special, uh, the Dawn of Justice League, I thought was fantastic. I thought it was awesome. I thought that they need to do this. This kind of stuff just brought me, just got me really excited about the universe. And I think this approach uh, was um, was a great way to sort of like bring new fans in and, and kind of share the vision for what they have. So with that being said, uh, going back to your question um, with Lex, yeah, not a fan. Um, I just, I think he's a horrible choice. And so I don't mean to be Debbie Downer about it, but I, I do think that um, he is... He's just, it's just cartoonish and uh, impish. And um, yeah, I just don't think he, he I, I don't think he exudes the strength and intimidation that I think Lex uh, should be. And so part of it is I think he looks silly with his uh, long hair, you know, kind of thing. Like it's the, oh, nothing better happened to my hair sort of, you know, sort of approach. If it goes bald, like I'm really going to go crazy. If it goes, if I go bald, kind of thing. Um, I so he I, does go bald. I believe I I, I read somewhere I saw well, something quite a while yeah, ago. He's that, yeah, he's he's got his baldness going yeah. on. So you will get that. There's, the hair will go. Yeah, and uh, it's no doubt he's going to be experimenting and creating multiple doomsdays or whatever. And as a result, he's going to lose his hair. Probably great kryptonite exposure or something like that. But but yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not feeling. I'm not. I like him as an actor. I loved. I loved him um, in Zombieland and and several other and like Facebook, the movie, whatever it's called. Um, Social network. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, uh, I loved him at that. So I, you know, I'm an Eisenberg fan. I just don't think he's right for this role. If I could just ask as a follow up question, Tony, um, just you know, it's, ha, has anything with Batman vs Superman? Kind of, like, is there anything that you kind of feel? Okay, I'm at least. I may not feel the movie, but I'm feeling maybe like, are you? Are you excited for Ben Affleck as Batman, for example? Um, you know the when the DC logo comes up for the first time, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that shade! Oh my gosh, it got dark in here really quick. Um, so you're not get excited. used to it. get used to it, guys. We got a long oh, year ahead that's of. That's fantastic. Oh, well, you know, it's gonna make for some amazing discussions. I feel, hey, I... which is uh, which is fun. I hope and pray I'm wrong because I want this film to be so fantastic. Um, I, I was not a big fan of Man of Steel, um, but there Excellent. were there were de- there were definitely salvageable parts of it. Um, I thought it was half good, and other half was I thought was a, was a, atrocious. But the uh, for this, I feel like um, there, to me, there's no reason to get Ben Affleck. I think that was just a like it, it, he's such a you, when you see him, it's, you just see Ben Affleck. You, you don't see someone melt into a role. And so, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that the general art direction is interesting. It's a little too dark and gloomy, but I think it's potentially interesting. But I just, every time um, I hear, 
oh, they're adding the Flash and adding the Cyborg, and oh, you know, they're gonna ask, Mir- they're gonna add Mira to be Aquaman's wife, and just they're just, I just feel like they're add. And then there's now new rumors of it's not just Doomsday, but possibly adding Bizarro and a few other. Things. You know, it's like, oh man, I just feel like it's gonna be a big, big mess of a uh, experience. Well, at least you're gonna see it. That's that's you know I, what I'm, I'm because you, like I said, I would be. Nothing would make me more happy if you come out of that that theater and then you're like, okay, it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. Like at least you know there will be some part of the film that you will enjoy. I hope so. I hope so. Because you know it's like you know yeah because we it's you know look this film has a great cast and you know yes there's some things that are looking maybe. This is coming from someone that is excited for the film. It's, there, there are some things that are looking a little bit concerning and so on. And maybe that whole bizarre rumor is, you know, it, maybe it's just a rumor. Maybe he's not in it. Or you know what? Just because a villain is in the movie, that doesn't mean that he has that he might be there for long. Like, remember in Spider-Man, that means Spider-Man Two, when Rhino was basically there only like for two, maybe it's like you know, when they, when they're set. All is said and done, and they wrap up their adventure in that film. Maybe you know Bruce goes back to to Gotham, and he fights you know some Batman villain, and you know Clark goes back to Metropolis, and you know he maybe he's facing off with just you know the creation of Bizarro, and kind of like just and you know kind of give us an idea that you know when we're not seeing these films, they're still living in those worlds and doing you know the things that we might expect of them in the comics and stuff like that. So, but um, yeah, there's only two months left till the film comes out, so hopefully. You know, we will, we will we will all see it, and hopefully, you know, like hopefully it'll be excellent. But in it, any case, in two months, we're gonna have an incredibly interesting podcast <laughs> that will probably take us I about one, four hours. I, I'm just like trying to find out, is there anything that I that Tony might like about this? But like, I'm like, you know, okay, so he doesn't like Ben Affleck as Batman. He I mean, the, the only well, thing I like is we've got the Batman. art direction, we've got the general concept, you know, and there's possibilities. I'm yeah. with you on the on the the fact that it's too dark. That was my biggest issue with Man of Steel. Um, which, as we know from a previous podcast, I absolutely hate. Um, I have a little more faith in this one. I'm really into to Batfleck, but uh, we'll find something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure really, that there will be something like. I think I think Wonder Woman is going to be the highlight. I think that, and she probably won't be in it, uh, maybe enough, but I think she's going to be a highlight. And I mean, the Batman Superman conflict is part of our is part of their myth- mythos. You know, they've, it's been there for a long time, and. The, the showdown between them two is something that fans are very excited about. But it feels forced. It feels too early. It feels weird and contrived. But I'm hope, I am way wrong on this. So I hope in two months you have Look, my apologies. It makes no sense for those two to fight, but it doesn't make sense for t- Tony and Captain, Amer- um, and Captain America to fight either. Um, and I mean Tony, sorry, not our Tony. I, I, I would want to say if our Tony was... Like throwing down with Captain America in his spare time. I mean, gosh... Speaking of Wonder Woman, well. Well, they've been seeding, they've been seeding that conflict really well. This one they have not. I'm sorry, Rose. Go ahead. No worries. No worries. So yes, moving on. Uh, Wonder Woman, as you brought her brought her up as you were. Uh, possible bright spot in this movie that you're not looking forward to. Uh, we got to see a huge amount of new footage for Wonder Woman in the Dawn of the Justice League special, and it's obviously for the Wonder Woman movie rather than just for her part in uh, Batman v Superman. So she looked amazing. We saw her um, galloping through the woods on horses. We saw her in a really awesome fight scene. We saw her dressed up in her period clothes because obviously she is. We're going to see. Um, the Wonder Woman movie is partially set in the past. I think this looked amazing. Um, 
I'm so into Wonder Woman. I was really impressed with Gal Gadot. I loved her fight scene. I think she looked great in the fight scene. I don't think she looked too delicate in that fight scene. Um, I loved actually hearing her voice. I'm really excited. I hope that she keeps that very distinct accent because I like the idea of her voice being significantly different from the voices of the rest of the Justice League because obviously all the other actors are American and now we have Gal Gadot who is Israeli who has this wonderful accent and I like the idea of Wonder Woman sounding different to everyone else so I was basically just blown away I was really excited by the Wonder Woman portion of this special Tony how did you feel about it? I thought it was terrible. Just kidding. Just, um, no, me too. It was my absolute favorite part. Um, I, it was just like a breath of fresh air because I thought that um, she, it's been long overdue. Um, like Andy already mentioned earlier, I mean, since Linda Carter days, we've been, I mean, the world's been dying to see Wonder Woman on the big screen and we finally are getting it. So I think that it was great to see so much footage because I didn't think we'd see as much as we were going to see. Um, it, overall, it still is too dark. It's too dark and gloomy for Wonder Woman. I think they should just brighten it up, but it's okay. I think they can maybe get there. Um, but, but I love the fact that they bring in period uh, part in it. It looks really interesting. She looked great in, in the glasses. She looked so great in the glasses. And um, I, too, was worried about the um, when she, when Godot was announced, could she, could she physically really inhabit the part? Because she's, you know, she's kind of like small-framed. And so, but... <clears throat> From the from the what we the the short scenes we saw, it seemed like she was very physical, and it looked like it was going to be great. It, it, it was it looked like they were taking a, a chapter out of Zack Snyder's uh, beats as far as the ultra slow motion, three hundred sort of kind of thing. But um, but Rose, I agree. I hope they keep her accent. I feel like they're not going to. Um, I don't know why they keep not showing us her having a speaking part in any of her clips that we see from Batman. <laughs> Be Superman or from this, but I'm dying to, to know what she sounds like. But I do wish that hope that they let her keep her accent. I feel like they're not going to just because they want to probably appeal to more mainstream audiences. But I think that she's got a fantastic accent and it would be great to, um, you know, to keep that. I feel like if they kept it, it would they would want it to be more Greek in nature, you know. But, um, but yeah, I was yeah. really pleased seeing her on, um, Seeing her on horseback was awesome, and seeing her with a shield. I think she's going to give Cap a runner for her money because, you know, fighting Nazis. And so somewhere there's got to be down the road when, um, when all this Marvel and DC stuff plays out, someone's got to come out with the Wonder Woman slash Captain America crossover film where they're both fighting Nazis. That would be the ultimate epic crossover film. That would be pretty amazing, like the superhero <laughs> secret world war. <laughs> that, yeah. that would be fun. Um, Andy, how are you feeling about Gal Gadot having seen her do some ass-kicking? Yeah, I... Look, I've been one of her defenders since she got cast. I, you know, yes, I was always curious, like, why, you know, why someone like her, but, you know, it's always good to, you know, open... I'm going to sound like a hypocrite later in this podcast but when we talk about another DC film, but for Gal Gadot, I'm feeling that I'm almost glad that they went with. Uh, she's not completely unknown, but I'm glad that it's not someone that's been like doing a ton of franchise and stuff like that because then pressure's even higher, and and it's probably just a lot of pressure for even even way because she's playing the most iconic female character in fiction. Like she's the Wonder Woman is the biggest female character there is in you know in fiction at all. So 
the yeah, I'm the one you know, and this is tying a little bit to Batman Superman. The thing that I've been disappointed about with with her so far is that we don't get to hear her talk. I'm like, are they trying to hide her voice, or are they going to get, God forbid, that they get someone to dub her voice? And, oh God, no. Yeah, because I'm like. Why isn't she allowed to talk? Like, or is there? Do they want her to, the first time we get to hear her talk to be literally in the theater and not through promos and trailers and stuff like that? And I, I actually think they're going to let her keep her accent because the thing that a lot of that I've never really looked at Wonder Woman as I don't look at Wonder Woman as an American character. I look at her as something more universal, and you know, like there's you know the Greek accent. Of it and so on, and then there's no point of her having it. I think the reason everyone is like, well, she needs to have an American act is because they are so used to Susan Eisenberg, who did the voice for Wonder Woman in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and has done some of the Justice League movies and Justice League Enemy movies and so on. And and she's great, but you know, I'm fine if the voice isn't American for once because not not everything has to be American. No offense. So. Yeah. But I think it looked great. I one thing it's it's one of them is like Tony said is it, is in a way kind of gonna gonna act as the Captain America of this universe. I think, and also in a way like when I saw you know knowing that the film is set in the past, it made me think a little bit about Agent Carter, where it's like it's another superhero, and you know look Agent Carter is a superhero. All oh, right, I love her, and like seeing you know now one of them in the past and really showing the bigger the big, the bigger aspects of her, and you know because I think one because. Part of the film will be in the past, but the other part in the, of the film will be taking place in modern time. But from what I've heard, maybe before Batman vs Superman. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing like, what she's gone through, and um, I'm excited to see what Chris Pine will do as Steve Trevor because I'm always used to Steve uh, Chris Steve Pine Chris Pine being <laughs> such a no. I love him, but he's he's always a very lively type of character in anything you can see in it as you know whether it's Star Trek or This Means War or whatever. So he's kind of playing a more very much laid back character, which I think is a good thing for him. But um no I, this I this was definitely my favorite part seeing the one woman footage because I was like there, there's no way we're gonna show us that much footage. They're still filming but nope. Patty Jenkins is awesome and she decided to give us some footage and it looked so good. I like. I it, looked, it did look so good. I'm glad that you mentioned the Agent Carter thing as well because I thought that too. I love that the look of that time period. I'm really hoping that the Wonder Woman costuming is as good as the Agent Carter costuming has been. Um, but like Tony said, she looked stunning in that. Her in the glasses looks amazing. Giving her backstory is amazing, and I think it's fascinating. Like you point out, they're doing the timeline. A little bit differently. We're seeing her in Batman v Superman, and then we're getting her origin. Whereas superhero movies usually do origin and then team up. And the fact that they're playing with that a little makes me very happy. Anything else you guys want to say about Wonder Woman? I can't wait to see. Hopefully, the first like big trader at Comic Con this summer. Absolutely, that's going to be amazing. Next up was uh, Aquaman, who we were talking about a little bit, obviously, when we were doing the little news thing. We didn't see, obviously, for this, we didn't see much. We talked about him a little bit in the special, and um, or we heard you know, Kevin Smith talk about him a little bit in the special, <laughs> and we saw some of the concept art bits and heard a little bit. I think the most interesting thing that I heard there was that we're going to be seeing him when he's not quite fitting in as an Atlantean yet. Um, so we're going to see a little bit of his origin. He's not going to be at full-blown King of Atlantis level, which 
in all honesty, I'm not totally stoked about I would rather see him full-blown in control rather than see him at a weaker point in his timeline because I think the character gets the short end of the stick a lot of the time. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Do you want to see his origin or would you rather see him as a completely realized, full-blown version of Aquaman? Well, I think it needs to be the equivalent of of where his counterparts are in this in this story and what I'm just kind of baffled about is how in the world are they going to fit him into this movie? I mean, I just don't see how there's any possible way, especially since when you watch the trailers, like hardly it's already feels bloated as it is. So um, it's, I'm a little bit confused now. Which, which I, movie are you talking about? Are, are we talking about him and BV, BVCS or are we talking about his standalone? His standalone is that what we're talking about? Yeah, standalone. Because we, oh, okay, okay. he's supposed to have a very small role in Batman Superman. Right, it's right, like right, right. supposed to be a cameo only. Right, right. Okay, so definitely that one. I, I don't know how they can squeeze him in. As far as his standalone, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I'm excited about, um, I mean, they've got to spur the hero's journey. They have to have him start out in some sort of lowly place and then sort of arise to his position. Um, so I don't know how they can get around that unless they do it through a series of like flashbacks or something like that. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think they have a chance here to create a kind of a Game of Thrones kind of sort of world where it's, it's you know like political like houses sort of like kind of trying to undermine each other and uh uh that sort of thing but yeah i mean i think it's it could be interesting i i wish um it's weird how we were treated to jason momoa's image of um aquaman i mean this was like one of the first images to come out you know and we have yet to see another one you know anywhere and so I wonder if what we saw from that first image as Zack Snyder tweeted out, if that's his final form or from the movie, his standalone movie, if we're going to see him as a younger and just sort of like build up to that sort of final form. You know, so I'm kind of curious of yeah, what version we're going to see. But I, just, I did want to note, too, that um, what I loved about the special was that how it was merging the comic book origins to the film and so the fact that we were able to see kind of through time the different iterations of a certain hero through comic books it was so wonderful to see them embrace that and really sort of celebrate the history of the comic form as they were talking about the films so i thought that was really awesome and the motion posters that they were using as you know because they took these comic pages and they start you know but they got them yeah. to move, and so I, I, to follow up with that, I, I'm, I do agree with that. It, with Tony, in, in terms of, I don't really see it. if if he doesn't have a cameo in Batman Superman, he has a bigger role. Then I'm like, well, I don't know how you're gonna do that. Honestly, it's like don't like I don't I, I don't want to see any other heroes in the Batman Superman movie. <laughs> and like it's it's it, we have the Trinity already. It's enough. Yeah, and, and they, they can tease them. They can say you know oh there's a guy who runs fast. There's a guy with a ring. And you know there's um, there's a guy with a bow and arrow who's not together with Felicity Smoke in his universe. And um, and <laughs> you just had to add one of those digs in. We're not even talking about him. Green Arrow is not in this Justice League. Uh, no, well, he, well, he's he's been he's been confirmed that he exists in his universe because and um, there was an interesting interview that came out. They, they were doing one of those fictional interviews from one of them, a real real life websites, and they showed like a statistic of what each company was at, like how much they were worth, and they were listing, you know, in Court Industries and you know, in Queen Industries and LexCorp and stuff like that. So you know, yes, he's he's there somewhere, uh, but 
But I he's know. not he's not one of the seven. We now have our seventh confirmed and it is not Mr. Queen. So leave him and Elicity out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. Uh, but the, the one thing I'm so excited about for this is to see because I haven't seen I, I don't I can't even remember if there's been a film where it's all takes place uh, takes place underwater and it's done really really well. I'm like I'm Excited to see how James Wan is going to do that because because every time I talk to people about an Aquaman movie so throughout the past years, they always say, well, you know, the water effect is going to be super expensive. I'm like, really? And they, you know, they explain how, why and so on. I'm like, oh, okay, because it also has to kind of like, it needs to look good, but you also need to kind of like be able to hear what they're saying because if you're underwater, it sounds like when you're underwater. So, um, but front of Atlantis, uh, just like front of Atlantis, um, that's a good example of how they can do it so i no, i'm but Rose, as a response to what you said before that you you want to see him as a king the thing is you're introducing this character to even though aquaman is not one of the most popular characters in the dc universe thanks to jeff johns mm-hmm. and what he's done in the new 52 there's still a lot of people that don't know about him so i think that's a, it's, it's a good thing that they're giving us his origin and not him being a king at the start and so on. because if we do because you need to give, you know, because this is a character that hasn't really been exposed too much in live action. It's only been on Smallville, and he almost had a show on the CW, but that pilot didn't get picked up. So, you know, you, those explanations are needed, and heck, I want to see those explanations because I haven't read all of the Aquaman comics and so on. So I don't, I want to see that origin. And I, so I'm, I'm, I'm completely fine that he's not going to be a king yet. Yeah, and I understand that, and I do like to see it. I guess, personally, I'm a little bit tired of origin stories because I'm greedy and I'm selfish, and I have read most of the comics, and I do know what the origin stories for these characters are, so I don't feel the need to see them. (laughs) And obviously, you know, DC are just making their movies for me, personally, so... uh... (laughs) They're just into this podcast, and they're like, okay, so Rose wanted this this week, and then in two weeks she's going to be saying this, okay... Yeah, exactly. It's all about me, guys. Um, But yes, and I recognize that it's kind of a selfish desire. But I also do. I just, I want Aquaman to be a total badass. And if they, obviously, if they do this sort of origin, they do him struggling a little to come to grips with being Atlantean and human, then... I, I kind of want to see him struggling in kind of a badass way, if that makes sense. I want to see him have more anger than fear. I want to see him have different ways of dealing with it, but feel capable that he can deal with it. He's just not sure how to do it yet. I don't want to see him as someone who is particularly weak. And I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that everyone needs to be Spider-Man. Rose, do you uh, have a preference of... um current Jason Momoa or Momoa with a hook or Momoa with a a water hand? Do you have a preference? I like current Jason Momoa. Um, I will admit though, I love Jason Momoa to the extent that I like, he could just be anything and I would worship him (laughs) as Aquaman. So (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm, I'm willing to admit my bias on this. I am a huge Momoa fan and, and, um, and I, there's really very little that I think he could do to screw it up. Oh, so fine. I'm very excited about it. Um, and I am very excited to see what they will do with his underwater scenes and how they'll make his, his physical form change a little bit there. So next up, we had a couple of little moments uh, for the characters that we know will be in Justice League, but they either but they are, their movies aren't quite next up on the slate or that will have small cameos in Batman v Superman. We have The Flash. 
uh, who obviously Ezra Miller. There's been some controversy between him and uh, Grant Gustin or between the fans of him and Grant Gustin. Gustin himself posted a very sweet little thing to Twitter yesterday saying that he was fully supportive of Ezra Miller and that he was all for it and there was no bad blood between them. Um, but obviously fans are going to make some comparisons here because we have a small screen flash who is doing such an incredibly kick-ass job of it. And Andy, I know you have some strong feelings on this one. Yeah. And it's anytime I talk about the flash movie so on and I say what I say, it's like, I must look like the dumbest person in the room because everyone must be going like, well, this is the guy hosting the flash podcast and he feels like this. Okay. So, I have nothing against Ezra Miller. I never seen him anything, but I don't hate the guy. I, he, I you know, he's probably, you know, he's probably, you know, if I met him in real life, he would, pro- he would probably be a sweetheart. And he, you know, you know what? He's maybe he's probably gonna do a good job because, um, you know, I don't. If there's one thing that these DC films so far have done right, it's mostly the casting. And but like I said, the, the thing that, and maybe I'm getting getting too personal about this and so on because I remember when it was announced because literally. Me and my, uh, my two co-hosts on the Flash podcast at that time, we had just finished uh, recording episode two of the podcast. F- two minutes later, the minute I, st- I, I pressed stop on the recorder, the news drop about the DC films, and we get all excited, and we see what's happening with the Flash, and I see, you announced a new Flash the day after episode two aired. Grant didn't, get to be, didn't even get to be Flash for a month before they announce another one, that it's not even happening until 2018, um, and also the thing is, and look, I've had some issues with the fact that they're separating the two universes and so on, because I feel like you could have tried at least, and I think Flash is just so much better done on TV in terms of storytelling and so on, because he has so many great villains, and he has, and the character itself works better in a weekly storytelling as opposed to just two hours every second year or something, and. So if you're going to do it differently, then make it differently. With Ezra Miller, all I'm seeing is that they're doing a Grand Gustin formula without Grand Gustin. And now, let's be fair, in the, in the footage that we saw, it was just concept art. None of it may be final. And there's so little that we know. But it's like, I would have preferred, and I'm not going to be one of those classic flashmen that's like, well, Barry Allen should, should have been older in the TV show. The TV show, that it works. But if you want to make a distinct difference between television and movies... You should have gotten maybe an older actor. Because think about it. Our Batman is in his mid-40s. You know, the character himself. Superman is about 35 years old, according to Henry Cavill. Wonder Woman is... We don't know how old she can be. I feel like this is a more... Even though it's a new universe we're seeing, these are very... Very mature heroes. And to kind of go along with it, I think it would have been good to add, like, a Barry Allen that was maybe in his 30s or something. Just to kind of, you know, make sure that, you know, we want to, you know, we're not going to try to, you know, replicate a TV show but not do it with the people that actually did it. Um, But, yeah, for me, I'm just like, I'm, and even the costume, the concept art looks like Grant's costume, but just in a little bit of armor way. And it's a different lightning bolt. So. And it's like, I'm not really excited for this film because I'm like, by the time the movie comes out, Flash will be in its fourth season or something. Um, season f- Late season three or it's in beginning of season four. I don't know. And it's like, what will the movie be able to do differently than the show hasn't already done? Because the the show is already using a lot of the great things that is that is known from the Flash mythology. So I'm just like, 
I can't judge too much because we haven't seen anything. So I just need to I need to be patient. But like I'm not a, the way that Tony feels about Batman vs Superman is how I feel about an upcoming Flash movie at the same time as the show is on. I'm like, like do we need a Flash movie? Like you know can, you know can he just be like like the Hulk that, ha- that just shows up in other movies? So what do you what do you guys think? Do you, are you excited? How do you feel? <laughs> I, uh, you feel better. First... You feel better, Andy. Do you feel better? Yeah. I, the thing is, I've I've done this rant so many times. It's like I don't know when it's gonna like be. Oh, I feel good now. Uh, I think is if the movie just gets canceled, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. But yeah. <laughs> Heart. Um, personally, I am actually really happy to have the TV and the movie universes kept separate. Uh, I have a, a range of reasons for that. One of that is one of those is that um, because Marvel has kept it together, I feel obligated to watch every Marvel TV show, mm-hmm. even though I absolutely hate Agents of Shield. I feel like I am obligated to watch it, and I resent that so much. Um, so I'm glad to keep it separate, even though I love the DC TV shows. So I wouldn't mind feeling obligated to watch those ones because I love them. But I'm glad they're keeping it separate. I'm also glad because I kind of like seeing slightly different versions of really great characters. I think it's interesting. Um, Miller, I was kind of on the fence about because I hadn't, I haven't really seen him in anything. I'd just seen these photos and I sort of looked at his face and went, that's not really how I see the Flash in my head. When I think about him, that's not the face that I necessarily see. Um, I felt much better having seen the special and just having seen him be a little more animated while talking about it. I felt that he suited it a little bit better. I'm still not convinced on him, um, but I'm not. This is just something that is not an actor that I know well. I'm not totally convinced about his look. So we're going to have to wait and see. I'm very, I'm very meh about it right now. Tony? Oh, sorry. I just, can I just say one thing before I forget it? I just want to say the thing that Grant also did on Twitter, by the way, like, Fans, you should not put words in other actors' mouth and so on. Like, don't assume things just because he liked this or this and so on. I will say that I'm glad that Grant is showing his support for Ezra. Like, there's no, like, we don't need them. There's no need to put a war between them and so on. Like, you know, it reminds me of this TV show, all on the CW, where fans are fighting about two of the female characters on that show. So, like, that's not something we need. We don't need them. I'm just, I'm just saying, and we don't, and we don't need to see. You know, if he, if Ezra is happy for Grant and Grant is happy for Ezra, then you know. Let's let's live in peace, and you know, and I'm I'm glad that he that he that they've shown that he did get a haircut for the role that he's going to be like kind yes. of because nothing against Ezra's hair and so on, but it's like I couldn't buy a flash with that much hair because he, you know, and I I, I will say I'm impressed you know, that he was able to resistance. say. Sorry, no. <laughs> I said, well, wind resistance, it just doesn't work. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm sorry, Grant had to do that because I'm like f- fans should not be doing that towards someone like him and be like well of, of course just because he liked this tweet that means that he hates Ezra Miller like that's no 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 Grant is you know Grant is uh is a sweetie and he would never he would never attack someone like Ezra. he's ha- I'm glad they're happy for each other yeah, sorry Tony I mean, he's, it's, it's a very mature very good thing that Grant Gustin did I'm always impressed with how classy and um polite he always is on social media like he really impresses me as an actor and Obviously, the two are going to invite comparison because we're seeing two different people play the same character. You're going to want to compare them. And that's not a bad thing, but we can do that in a nice way. We don't have to be (laughs) mean about it. Uh, Tony, your opinions on The Flash. Uh, You know, I'm a fan of Ezra Miller. I think I I first came across him in Perks of Being a Wallflower. And um, also, he's in Trainwreck. And, you know, he he did a... 
uh, I mean, he's he's a movie star, so I think he's he's great. Um, now, with that being said, I, I don't think it's it's just completely unnecessary. I just don't think they need to go through the efforts to reintroduce a new Flash. It's certainly one with that the exact same origin story as uh, as the one that we already has been established and that we love. And so, I think they should have. It would have served the universe better to just figure out a way to make it work and to bring. Uh, grant in even if it's for a, a smaller role because th- it would just bring so much more goodwill into the universe if you use the the you know the tv uh counterparts and so i understand there's probably there's a lot of logistics and politics when it comes to crossing over into one universe to another but um but you know it just would have been better with grants um ezra miller's a he's great um he kind of is a He's wiry. He's a millennial. He kind of, you know, kind of reflects um, a new demographic. But um, yeah, just not necessary. Just feels like we could have gone. We could have. We could have worked with what we had. Fair enough. Uh, and then we had Cyborg, which we don't know a whole lot about this guy at all. And the actor who plays Cyborg, Ray Fisher. Um, is a stage actor, so he hasn't got a lot of movie roles under his belt. He's actually only got one short and one TV series on his uh, IMDb filmography, which is a really interesting choice for a a big superhero character in a franchise. Um, I was pretty... I thought from, from what we saw on the special that he seemed like a decent, enthusiastic guy. I have no idea how this is going to play out on the big screen. How do you guys feel about having such a new actor take on a, a superhero role in a franchise? I think it's great. I think uh, th- these types of films, especially superhero films, are a wonderful place to discover new talent and to, um, you know, you, like we have run into with um, Ben Affleck, to think that when you have such iconic characters to bring in someone who's relatively unknown is is a, a smart move. And uh, yeah, so when I saw him, the, the little we saw in the special, uh, I thought he would fit the part and. I think that the character has never been more relevant than um, ever because now with just how technology is so integrated in our culture that uh, why wouldn't characters be using Googling things all the time and why wouldn't they just use technology to be able to um, affect their situation. So I thought uh, I'm excited about Cyborg and uh, again, I don't know how in the world they're going to fit him into (laughs) Batman v Superman, um, but... um, you know, I hope that he's able to. I hope he's very successful, able to get his own film um, very quickly. So, I also one of the things I also love what they were talking about, and in terms of showing the concept art, which looked very fascinating, was he was talking about that, that Victor's struggle with keeping keeping the humanity while being a machine because he, you know, Victor Stone has a very tragic backstory of how he becomes cyborg, and you know, that's obviously going to change your life a lot uh, as a person. So. I'm excited to see how that's going to be executed. And, you know, just to kind of, you know, go back, you know, you know what I wish they could have done? It because I'm I'm so pissed off that they put this movie in 2020. Like, you know what I would have honestly done? I would have swapped between The Flash and Cyborg. That way, if, let's say, in, when, by 2020, Flash will be over the show, then you can actually do a movie with someone else instead. It won't feel as, like, insulting as it is right now because... If you're okay, great. So now they're going to be at the same time, and of course, because the Flash show on CW is a TV show, it's probably the one that gets the restrictions and so on. But with Cyber, I'm like, and also you, 
it's a little bit disappointed in the lineup we have. We only have one diverse character leading his own film. I know we have Gal Gadot as one. We have Jason Momoa's Aquaman having their own films, but it's like Cyborg is the only black hero we have, and he's the one that's getting put at the end of this first lineup. But yeah. well, this actually brings on brings me on a little nicely to what I want to talk about with the with the last member of the seven that we saw mentioned in the special, which was that we are confirmed that we're going to have a Green Lantern in here. And we've also had it confirmed with a great image in the special that we are going to see multiple Green Lanterns. We are going to have a full Green Lantern core with, we saw one of those great images of all of the Green Lanterns shooting up across the screen, which means, this is my deep hope, that we will have Jon Stewart as the seventh member and then we will have the Green Lantern core film comes out much sooner than the Cyborg movie. So we could have a... A sort of a, a black actor as the front and center of a superhero film much sooner if they go with Jon Stewart, which is what I really, really, really want to happen. So how do you feel about that, Andy? I'm... That, that's something, you know, now you're bringing it up, like, because even though I liked the Green Lantern movie in 2011, I'm excited for doing this as a multiple Green Lantern type of film and so on, because that way it's the, it's the pressure is not just on one character, it's on multiple. Like, you know, we have Hal Jordan, Alan Scott, I... I challenge the filmmakers to bring in Alan Scott into to the movie universe because I would love to see him just be portrayed in some way. And then we have John Stewart, who is one of my all-time favorite characters because he was awesome on Justice League Unlimited. And I, um, yeah. So I I don't know how they're gonna be doing the Green Lanterns in this case because I don't know, boy. I guess this will make Tony even more irritated about Baron Zuma. But there's supposed to be an actor, maybe in the Baron Zuma movie, it's, that is rumored that it's possibly playing Hal Jordan. Uh, but those, like I said, it's only rumors. But there's a chance that maybe Hal Jordan is somewhere. There. Like, <laughs> Tony, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. It could be a rumor. It could be nothing. But maybe he's referred to at least. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I would love if John Stewart is kind of like the... Um, even though it's going to be more of an ensemble movie with the Green Lantern Corpse thing, I hope John Stewart, whoever they get to play <clears> him, will be the one kind of in the front and center of all the lanterns, even if Hal Jordan is still alive and he's there at the same time and so on. And I'm just curious to see who they're going to bring in to direct and write this. I hope Jeff Johns this time gets to be involved in some capacity because he's the master of the Green Lantern. But Tony, how do you feel about the Green Lantern Corpse? I'm still reeling over your comment that you <laughs> made about you liked the 2011 Green Lantern. Oh, I'm still yeah, spinning off of that one. Okay, okay. After you said that, I didn't hear anything you said after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not that bad. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. But it, I just liked it. Okay, let me leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to like a crappy movie sometimes. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, so for me. Um, yeah, if it's not John Stewart, then I'm going to break something. So I'm just going to – it has to be John Stewart coming into um, Justice League. And so if they bring in Hal Jordan again, I'm going to be – I'm going to cry crocodile tears, and um, I will be very upset. So, did you say uh, Hemsworth, or what did you say? What's that? Did you say if they're going to bring in a Hemsworth again, or oh, what did you Hal, say? Hal. Hal, Hal oh, Jordan. I was like, I don't want oh. a Hemsworth to play Green Lantern. I will cry, cry big – crocodile tears if they, if they bring in Hal Jordan. So I just think they need to go 
Uh, John Stewart sort of wiped the memory of 2011 away. Just go with John Stewart. He he fits so much better in the Justice League universe anyway. And um, yeah, so if they do a you know if they do a um, a movie then or at least a Green Lantern core thing, you know they're gonna have to take some sort of like Guardians of the Galaxy approach or something like that where it's you know it's a fun energetic universe it's not filled with a bunch of stilted two-dimensional characters but it's something that's real lively and adventurous and um so you know it's it again it sounded more like that they were just saying that this is what we hope to do it it, it didn't from the special didn't seem like it was super thought out but i don't know we'll see yeah, I'm with you. I want a Guardians of the Galaxy style Green Lantern horror movie. I want something really bright. I want something colorful because the lanterns are defined by their colors. Yeah. Um, so the idea of having a, a muted lantern movie just seems so bizarre to me. And I'm I'm praying that we that's the movie that we get a lot of really vibrant color. Well, apparently... Uh, DC, it's impossible for DC to actually turn the color on because, <laughs> because every, one filters. Films, every one of their films is, is muted out. So I don't know if something's broken on at their editing bay, but they need to turn their filter off or something. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, remember that documentary that came out for Man of Steel when they showed side by side what with, with and without filter looked like? I was like, oh, but yeah. I want, the one, oh, I yeah, want the one on the right. Um, yeah. Even so, like even the early images of Gal Gadot, where she looked like she was wearing a, a chocolate bikini, you know, um, yeah, there was there was new images with like the colorized it, and I was like, it looks fantastic with color. So I hope that if they do Green Lantern, that they just embrace the color and they just really make that a uh, real, uh, you know, just a rich world. Yeah, I, I have a follow-up question to you guys. I know we have we need to start to wrap up soon, but I wanted to ask: Do you think the actors should get that should be cast as like as John and Hal? So should they be well-known actors or should they be unknown? Like, what would your preference be like in terms of who should play those types of characters? I think it should be unknown. Just I think that that formula has.